السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام الأتمان الأكملان على خير خلق الله أجمعين وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن سار على سبيله ونهجه ومن استن بسنته ومن اهتدى بهجه إلى يوم الدين أما بعد وقد قال تعالى في قرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إنك لعلى خلق عظيم صدق الله العظيم All praise, all thanks, only due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet again has given us this beautiful opportunity of gathering in the house of Allah ta'ala on this Mubarak occasion of Jumu'ah. We make dua to Allah ta'ala that He allows us to see many many more days of Jumu'ah with Afiyat. We make dua to Allah ta'ala that He allows us to appreciate this Mubarak day of Jumu'ah. And we make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He allows our last day of this earthly life to be the Mubarak day of Jumu'ah. We were speaking on preparation for the month of Ramadan. And as we know, the month of Ramadan, one of the outstanding features of this month is consideration, empathy, sympathy, identifying with the less fortunate. This is one of the features of this month of Ramadan. And consideration comes at two levels. Sympathy comes at two levels. Being considered comes at two levels. One is at the physical level. Physical level, financial level, being considered to the next person, the person that is less fortunate. And there's another level that is at a psychological level. Just to give an understanding, an example, there's a child that is about to go to sleep. So the mother or father prepares a nice hot cup of coffee for the child. It's a cold night. So the child has that hot cup of coffee. The mother takes the child now, puts the child in the bed, makes sure that the child is warm, the child is comfortable. And then what happens is the father now says, let me tell you one horror story. Before you go to sleep, I want to give you one horror story. So horror story now is told to the child. One is that physical well-being of the child, warm bed, nice hot cup of coffee, going to sleep. And now is the psychological consideration of the child, listening to one horror, frightening story before going to sleep. You think the child will sleep? The child won't sleep. So the psychological consideration also has to be taken. And this is something that is very important, especially when you've got aged parents and you've got old people around then this consideration is also a consideration that has to be there. Normally we focus on the physical, the financial consideration. Let us feed in the month of Ramadan. Let us take care of the poor in the month of Ramadan. Indeed this is benevolent. Indeed this is meritorious. But over and above that we should take care of the psychological considerations of people. How often you get people that are old and are sickly, but yet they have to hear so much of stories of wrongs that are taking place around them. And sometimes it's from their own families and their own children. Recently there was an old woman from one town, I won't mention the name of the town. So she called and she tells me that she is diabetic and because she is diabetic, she's got one leg that is amputated. So she is in the wheelchair, in a home the whole day. But she's got a son that has got substance, that is involved in substance abuse. So this woman is complaining on the phone that the son is so abusive towards me. That I try my best in this limited condition of mind. I move around in the wheelchair in the house. I try to do everything. But because I'm a bit slow, he gets upset with me. To such an extent that he screams at me and he's asking me to get out of the house. Woman in a wheelchair is saying that. Now where is the psychological consideration of the mother? So anyway, I asked this old woman. She is in the late 70s. I asked her. I said, would you like that we try and arrange for another flat for you? Get a caregiver to assist you. 
so that you may be better off than you are now. Now this is what you call a mother. This is what you call a mother. Look at her reply. She says that son is my life. There's the only son I got and that is my life. I can never separate from him. I'd rather take what he's telling me, but it's just that it's worrying me that what is going to happen to me in the future if he's asking me to get out of the house. So this is something that we have to take care of. This is something that this month of Ramadan that is coming us, teaching us, that be careful, be considerate, not only financially, not only physically, but also psychologically. Hazrat Mulana Yunus Patel sahab, rahmatullahi his khadim explains that when I would take him to go drop him off at night at home, then before I could even turn into my house, he tell me, switch off the headlights. Then you turn into, your, into my driveway. So I asked him, Hazrat, why must I switch off the headlights before I turn? He says, you see these lights, as you're turning, it's going to go into the neighbor's house. It's at night, perhaps they're sleeping. If, my, if your headlights are going to go into their house, you might affect their sleep. Now this is what you call consideration. So he says, one night we came late, and Hazrat told us that we came back on journey. Let us read our salah in the masjid, then everyone can go to the home. We were musafir, so we were late. So we had come to the masjid, and some of us needed to go to the toilet, some needed to make wuzu, and then we performed our isha salah in the masjid. After we performed our isha salah, before we could leave, he took out a 200 rand from his pocket. He said, please take this and put this in the masjid box. So Khadim says, Hazrat, what is this now, this 200 rand to put in the masjid box? He said, you see, we're using the lights and the water of the masjid after the masjid hours. So because we're using it after the masjid hours, we should be contributing towards this. Later on, I see it in our fiqhi kitabs, that when a person is using the masjid facilities late at night, after the masjid hours, the correct thing for him to do is to contribute towards those facilities, because now he's using over and above what the normal times are. And this is when a man has got consideration. And Alim explains, he says that on one occasion, Hazrat Maulana was invited to come give a talk, like how you get visiting speakers that come to masajid. So he said he came to our masjid to give a talk. And after the bayan, the alim was staying upstairs. He had his house upstairs in the masjid complex. So Hazrat Maulana came up for lunch. And it was a very hot day, like how we get hot days now. So Hazrat was feeling for some cold water. So he asked, is there any cold water? He had an informal relationship with the alim. He could ask him, got some cold water. So he opened the fridge and he saw that there was no bottles of water in the fridge. So what he did was he took a jug, this alim took a jug, told his son, go downstairs to the masjid, there's a water cooler in the masjid, fill up this jug with water and bring it because Mawlana is feeling for water. So as the sun is going, as the young sun is going, the alim sun is going to, towards the masjid, Hazrat Mawlana asked him, where are you going? He said, I'm going down to the masjid to fill up water. He stopped him. He said, you see that masjid cooler is for the musallis of the masjid. It's not for visitors in your house. Visitors in your house are separate and musallis in the masjid are separate. Now technically we can argue that Hazrat Mulana was a musalli in the masjid a little earlier on and why is it an issue? We may think these things are an issue but they are not an issue. They are actually for those people that are close to Allah Ta'ala they take these things very very seriously. There is an incident of an alim that he was writing or replying to a letter. It was late at night and he was staying in a rented house in a rented flat and in India we know that many of these flats and these homes, they are like known as kachagar. Kachagar means the walls are just plastered but there is no paint, there is no plaster primer on it and there is no paint on it. So if you scratch the walls, you will actually get on your fingers that leftover clay and mud that is coming off the walls. So anyway, this Alim, now what he was doing, he was replying to one letter at night. So he was writing, they would use those wooden type of pens, dip it in the ink and write on the paper. So he was doing that, he was writing. And one of the methods that they would use to dry the ink was to take sand, spread the stain on the letter 
and after a while, either blow it off or dust it off. What it would do, it would absorb the excess ink on the pay, on the letter and allow the letter to dry quicker. So now this alim seen that, you know what, it's at night, there's no sand, it would mean me going outside someplace, finding sand. So let me just use the sand that is off the wall. Now remember it was a rented house. So what he did was he just scratched the walls a little bit, got some sand in his hand and he sprinkled it on that letter. That night he had a dream. And in the dream he was told that that sand that you scratched off the wall, kal kayamat ke din, on the day of kayamat you will have to give answer for that. For that sand also that you scratch off, in our eyes these are petty things, these are small things. Ask ourselves, how many of us are working for companies? That company time, how often we are using our cell phone? We are doing private work or we are reading private messages in company time. The company is paying us for our time, but we are using it for private work. Do we think that we are not going to answer Allah on the day of Qiyamah for that? So these are things that we have to be extra, excessively considerate about. There was a great personality by the name of Fariduddin Attar, Rahmatullah Ali. He was a very pious person. He was a, initially he was a pharmacist. Later on he changed his life and became a very pious person. How, what was the catalyst that caused him to change his life? There was one person that had come into his pharmacy. And this person was just staring at all his attar bottles. Those days the pharmacists used to also sell attar. Like how they sell medication, they would also sell attar. And some of these attars or the attars, they are very, very expensive. So he was just looking and examining all these bottles, you know, how much of wealth, how much of stock this person is carrying. So Fariruddin Attar rahmatullahi asked him that, what are you looking at? In other words, if you want to buy, buy. If you don't want to buy, move out. What are you just standing and looking at all my stock here for? So he said, I'm just looking to see that how your ruh is going to leave all these bottles of ithar that you've got here. So he replied that my ruh is going to leave exactly as your ruh is going to leave. Same, how your ruh is going to leave, my ruh is going to leave like that. So he said, must I show you how my ruh is going to leave my body? So what he did was he performed two rakats of salat. He, he read the kalima, he lied down on his right hand side, this pious person that came to visit Fariduddin Attar, he lied down on his right hand side and he passed away. So he read kalima and he passed away. This changed his life so much that he became the buzruk of the time. Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses these type of incidents to change the life of people. Anyway, we're speaking about being considerate, having consideration in our lives. There's not much time. One consideration and one thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in, in place for us is this 15th night of Shaban, which is coming. And this night is teaching us, it's a rehearsal for us, it's a practice for us, that the month of Ramadan is coming, that consideration for that month of Ramadan is there. Now you may rehearse for that month of Ramadan. You're going to get good nights that are coming. You're going to get nights that are coming in the month of Ramadan, nights for you to be spending in ibadat. Here's a brilliant opportunity for you to clean, to send paper to, before this Mubarak month of Ramadan comes. So there is a hadith of Ali radiallahu anhu. And Ali radiallahu anhu, inna allaha, so the hadith finishes off like this, inna allaha yanzilu fiha li ghurubi shamsi ila samai dunya, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy, special mercies, descend down to the closest heaven. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself announced, Is there any person that is seeking forgiveness so that I may forgive him? Is there any person that is seeking risk? Any person that is seeking anything that I may grant him? Is there any person that has got any distress? Who doesn't have distress today? So many people have got distress. It does, some people have got financial, some people have got family problems, other people have got medical, but everyone has got some type of pressure. 
Allah Ta'ala's special mercy is coming down. Inshallah, most of us will listen to some bayan on this night. It's not my intention to give a bayan, but just to indicate to us that before this night comes, let us be prepared so that we can spend this night correctly. There's no point that we are tired. That whole morning we have been busy doing other things on Sunday and the night comes, now we are tired, we don't want to spend. Let us psychologically prepare for it so when this night comes, then we are prepared for it. And then Allah kada, Allah kada, hatta yatru al fajr. Is there anybody seeking anything? This, seeking that, seeking that, so I may give him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking himself, so let us spend, take out some time. And when it comes to big nights, remember there's one mistake that many of us make. And what is that mistake? We think that big night starts after Isha, after the talk in the masjid, now the big night has started. The big night starts actually at the time of the Azan of Maghrib. Whenever a big night comes, it's starting at the time of Azan of Maghrib. We always, always, or generally we waste that time from that Maghrib Salat al-Ishat. Let us take advantage. Yes, we need to go home. Many people, some people may be fasting, other people may not be fasting. Whatever the case may be, somebody needs to eat supper. But let us come early for the Isha Salah. Let us take advantage. The big night has already started. It's like a person that is running a marathon. And now he's waiting and he's delaying. He's letting everyone run. He's got so much more to catch up. So like that, this night that is coming is a Mubarak night. It's a blessed night. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving. In one hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Tirmizi Sharif hadith, Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha reports that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives more people on this night than the amount of goats in the tribe of the Banu Kalb. So she asked Hazrat Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, why are you mentioning Banu Kalb tribe specifically? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying, says that there is no tribe amongst the Arabs that have more goats than this tribe. So the, that tribe that has the most amount of goats, the hair on that tribe, just to get out for our understanding purposes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving many, many, many people. And just, don't, there's no time, inshallah, we're finishing off this, just to understand that who gets deprived, I'll just mention two categories, there are five, about five categories, I'll just mention two categories, these two categories are people that we generally would think that is simple, it doesn't mean much, we're talking about consideration, this is part of consideration, those people that disobey their parents, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not forgive them despite his mercy cascading down on that night, the other person who's not, or his person that does not get the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is a person that wears his pants below his ankles. We think this is a simple, these are petty. Why do we ulama even talk about it? But imagine in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a man that is wearing his pants or his lower garments below, or his, the garments that are flowing from the top, he wears it below the ankles. This person is deprived of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In one hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi alayhi salatu wa says, La yanzuru ilayhim wa la yukallimuhum wa la yuzakihim. On the day of Qiyamah, Allah Ta'ala will not even look at that person who is to wear his pants below his ankle, will not even look at that person with mercy on the day of Qiyamah. Allah Ta'ala will not purify him, Allah will not forgive him, Allah will not talk to him. Imagine, somebody that we love and we're looking forward to meet them, they decide they don't want to talk to us. How do we feel? Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not talk to this person. Allah ta'ala give us all the tawfiq of practicing on deen fully, of being considerate, of being careful, showing empathy not only physically, financially, but also psychologically taking care what we speak to people, how we speak to people, what we say to them, when we say to them. All this is taught to us in our deen. May Allah ta'ala give us tawfiq of making amal.